a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The U.S. trade deficit hit an all-time high last year, $859.1 billion. Imports from countries like China continue to surge, even with increased tariffs. So how did we get here? And more importantly, what challenges are Utah businesses facing? What do we need to do to help them compete in this glowing, uh, growing export uh, from the state of Utah, looking at the international trade? Joining us today is uh, Aaron Starks. He's the Chief Revenue Officer and Vice President of Growth Services at World Trade Center Utah. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. As always, we want to get past the headline, and Aaron Starks is going to help us do that today. Uh, Aaron, thanks for joining us, and uh, let's start with that uh, all-time high, $859-plus billion trade deficit. Uh, as you watch that from uh, your perch at World Trade Center, Utah, uh, what is that really telling us? Well, it's a mixed bag, Boyd. First of all, thanks for having me on the show. For us to really understand the implications behind a trade deficit, you could almost go back as far as 1975 when the trade de- deficit began. I'm no historian, but I'm not aware of another country worldwide that has had a longer-running trade deficit than the United States. And, you know, I mean, let's answer the question and define this. What is a trade deficit? Uh, it, it occurs when a country buys more from the rest of the world than it sells. That's, that's when the deficit occurs. Or, in other words, when we import more than we export and we've watched that number grow. You, you know, you cited just over $860 billion, which is what the current deficit is at. But, you know, you look back at 2000, and uh, the deficit was $500 billion, and it's climbed. And as the economy's grown strong, it's, we've, we've been able to pay some of that down. But I think the question we're all trying to answer for ourselves right now as Americans is, why do we continue to maintain such a high trade balance in spite of full employment and in spite of some of the uh, – the factors that have contributed to to the regrowth and resurgence of our economy. One thing that uh, you know I, we see a lot of from from World Trade Center is more and more companies are trying to divest out of China right now, and that is due to the supply chain complications that continue to hinder uh, you know companies' ability to do business. Uh, it's it's uh, it's no wonder that we're all growing a bit weary right now. Our largest bilateral trade deficit with any country in the world is, is with China. And so when I say it's a mixed bag, um, what, what I'm really trying to, to, to say is that economists are trying to determine right now what the implications will be of this ongoing trade deficit. On one hand, you look at the economy and you're grateful because a trade deficit allows more consumers to purchase uh, a variety of goods at lower costs. It also strengthens our partnerships bilaterally with countries around the world. But it also means, on the other side of the equation, less manufacturing jobs. Uh, it means, uh, you know, imported AI technology and, and autonomous vehicles that are replacing more and more of the workforce. So, you know, it, 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 the American con- consumer.
and uh, constituents here of the great state of Utah can decide for themselves what that personally means. But at World Trade Center Utah, we are helping companies overcome the supply chain dynamics that they continue to face, identify markets that make sense for their product or service, overcome any of the regulatory or compliance hurdles that they may face, and have a meaningful dialogue and conversation with buyers, partners, investors from all around the world. And that includes outside of China. And by the way, I would say the majority of the companies that I've personally worked with and our team here over the past 18 months are interested in divesting out of China and finding alternative sources of capital and opportunity. And a lot of that is in Southeast Asia right now. Uh, fantastic. And, and let's dive into that just a little bit in terms of the the Utah component to all of this. Obviously, as the pandemic begins to wane a bit and people are starting to eye things forward, a lot of Utah businesses are looking, as you mentioned, and trying to, to make sure their international opportunities are there. You mentioned some of those divesting out of China in, in terms of what they're doing. Uh, and let's talk about some of those things specifically that you mentioned as companies in the state of Utah. Again, Utah continues to be this crossroads to the world, and I think there are big opportunities coming out of the pandemic. Uh, but let's break it down some of those that you mentioned in terms of what are the things that uh, some of the Utah companies are struggling with uh, and things that might be helpful to them in terms of uh, getting things up and rolling full speed. Well, you know, as a state, we've historically had a lot of ties to the international community. Um, you know, going back to Promontory Point, Transcontinental Railroad, you know, the the uh, immigration that came through and, and, and the assistance with labor that that provided, all the way to the Olympics. And now, you know, Boyd, it's, it's amazing. You you mentioned our, our, our vision, and our vision is very clear. It's to make Utah the crossroads of the world, one business at a time. And so, what uh, what we've been able to do is is we've been able to take pulse on the market here, and we realize that companies, by and large, are still new. I mean, all, although almost two of every four jobs in the state of Utah is tied to an export, the amount of money in the market right now, the amount of innovation taking place is staggering. It's incredible. And so you have a lot of companies on and off the Wasatch Front that you've never heard of doing $50, $100 million a year uh, one company in particular, Burn Salary in Salina, Utah, fantastic family-owned company, doing almost $50 million a year in revenue, wow. selling selling belt buckles and saddles. Now, what, what we found with a lot of these, these uh, companies is the ambition is there, the expertise and the knowledge is not. And so we can plug in in a meaningful way. We can help them select markets based on their product or service, develop a buyer persona so they know how to position their brand or their product. Um, and then deliver the macro and microeconomic indicators that they need to choose a market that fits their needs right now. Um, and in the absence of that service, you see a lot of companies saying, "You know, we're going to go to uh, we're going to go to Cambodia, we're going to go to Vietnam because uh, you know we did a study abroad there 35 years ago." And, and and we're saying, "Well, let's 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 press pause and take a step back. There's a better way to engage and uh, and to be resourceful here." And so. We, we, we're helping companies. Uh, we helped 180 companies last year, actually. You know, we helped Overstock.com. They're, they're tremendous companies. We all know a local brand. Uh, Paxi, we helped them get into Europe and, and, and many more um, through these services. But more to your question, Boyd, supply chains have really exposed the, uh, the antiquated technology and the lack of policy mm. that governs, you know, importing and exporting worldwide. And so what we've been able to do is create the, the state's first 
Shipping Alliance. It's a shippers association. We're convening all of the, you know, there's 300,000 small businesses in the state. We're convening them, helping them aggregate their volume so they can collectively bargain with ocean carriers and win competitive rates and space on these, on these large freighters so that we can get their product moving faster. Otherwise, um, you know, if you're not Costco or Walmart, it's hard to get the ear of these of these executives and, and enforce these contracts. And so the association will be stood up. Uh, in fact, I'll personally be in New York meeting with the New York Shippers Exchange to, to talk about a partnership here over the, the ensuing uh, you know, weeks. But we're excited about what, what this will do for the Utah community, helping us fulfill our vision, helping our, our companies thrive and succeed. And, and so there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of great things happening. Fantastic. Aaron Starks, the Chief Revenue Officer and the Vice President of Growth Services at World Trade Center, Utah. Aaron, always appreciate your perspective on Utah's role as a real crossroads to the world, what that means for Utah businesses, the resources, the data-driven decisions that can be made to help companies be more strategic. Uh, Aaron, always appreciate your perspective. And I, I think it's so important for all of us uh, as we look at that, sometimes it's easy to look at trade deficits and some of those big, complicated things and say, well, that, that doesn't really impact me. Uh, and it really does, uh, both in terms of companies in Utah, jobs in Utah, uh, products and services flowing into and out of Utah. Uh, there are a host of things that actually do come right back to our own kitchen tables, uh, to our own businesses, especially small businesses that drive so much of the growth and so much of the employment here in the state of Utah. So lots to think about way beyond just the headline big numbers in terms of trade deficit. There's a lot underneath there and there's a lot that needs to be done to help Utah continue to thrive as the crossroads to the world. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives the realities of grief and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.